scanned it in because um, it had been folded up in my parents' drawer. And, um, but I love this photo. I was me as a young child, really completely, and the kind of person that I was. And uh, so I love that photo. But for me, it says how stubborn and, um, and so for me, speaking about this this morning has been a work of kind of hard preparation about my stubborn heart. Now, society doesn't necessarily say that having a stubborn heart is a bad thing. Never be a spectator of unfairness or stupidity. Seek out argument and disputation for their own sake. The grave will supply plenty of time for silence. That's what the world says. It also says this. Rebellion is when you look society in the face and say, I understand who you want me to be, but I'm actually going to show you who I actually am. And actually, that's considered good in our society. But I don't believe that's what Jesus teaches us. And I wonder, would Jesus be distressed if he had to talk to us about our stubborn heart? I don't know. I just, Justin, can you come and stand over here? So, can I have John? You can come and stand here. And I want you to hold this up. Oh, I need you to stand over there, please. And uh, Justin the Rebel. Okay. Now, Tway did a teacher who was giving us a class detention that this was unjust and unfair, and she rescinded the class detention, so I never had one. Okay. So everyone could see I wasn't wearing blue socks. Now, last night, Chris confessed that he turns right out of this road. I, I, I turned right out of this road once at four in the morning because I thought, this is my one opportunity to turn right. And... Uh, and, and I, I checked first that there was no police cars around at four in the morning, and I turned right. But usually, I just get angry when people turn the wrong way. Okay. In my house, all my CDs are in category order. And within the category, they are in alphabetical order. I know where my CDs are. Okay. Now... I always ask, why does it have to be that way? And I regularly ask that question. Even when I'm being told, you will do it a particular way, I ask, why? You stop pointing. You're still undecided, aren't you? So, my children get very frustrated with me because I repeatedly, at mealtimes, tell them, not to eat with their mouth open. The other night, we were going to Neil's for group leaders. Pamela said, just as I was about to leave, I've had a text from Neil. It says you mustn't park in front of his house. You need to park on the road. The text was to Pamela. I was the last to arrive. I was driving Pamela's car, which is very small. I parked in front of Neil's house. Okay. As you listen to these stories, it's sometimes to dis- difficult to decide where our true heart is. Thank you. Are we rebels? 
are we conformists? And actually, no one thing describes who we are when we think about this, where we conform different parts of our life where we rebel to. Stubbornness. The snail got to the ark because it persevered. That was a good perseverance, okay? Into Nottingham from Leicester. They came to Matlock to see the solicitor and um, the wholesale had fallen through. And whilst they were in Matlock, final day, on the Friday they were supposed to exchange, they were supposed to move on the Monday. And the woman, and she was a rebel. More pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice. Listen. Obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is really seriously. So seriously that it's called like idolatry. Useful to change your mind despite the advice of others. And that includes God. And we've all been in that place. We heard um, a number of weeks ago, I think it was when Neil was speaking, about um, that I'm not going to raise your hands just because, as worship leader, you've said a story that he told. And that's all about that stubbornness. As we make that because, that's where we go all wants for us. Because we become stubborn and we become hard. No, I'm not going to because... And we justify, the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea saying, go up and take possession of the land I've given you. Then you rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God and did not believe him. We want to put ourselves first. Jesus was really frustrated in that actually they were stubborn in their heart because actually they were, and Jesus said, I've got love for the person and I'm going to heal him. No, this man's heart. And I also know your heart as the Pharisees. And, um, you know, that's a really scary place to be, where God says, okay, you're choosing a way that I don't want for you. And actually, Dave Devonish has a saying, he says, what we, that we can do to actually, um, these will be for you. But some of them, you know, actually, I think God says that kind of thing to us. He says, you've turned your shoulder, you've stuck your fingers in your ear, you're going la, la, la. And actually, because you're doing that, because you've turned away from me, you can't hear what I'm saying anymore. And God says, turn back, look at me in the face, and then you will be able to hear what I'm saying. And he doesn't say it because he's being harsh. He says it because he loves us and he wants to tell us those things. They're important things. When the children are trying to tell me something, and as a father, I want to hear them too. That's why I say, come, come. Third one, we are immovable like a cat. When I, um, Hosea, like a stubborn heifer, Israel is stubborn. Can now the Lord feed them like a lamb in a broad pasture? You know, when we, when we kind of just are like that stubborn cow, we will not move no matter what. It says, I have no, and God says, sometimes you need to be following the shepherd. Not leaning in to you. I'm going to go with you as you lean on me. And it's a, I'm fine. We all say that, don't we? How are you? I'm f- being like a cow. Stubborn. Be real. And they were talking about how can we make stuff better. And um, Andrew Murray, this guy, he stands up and he said, and that was really hard. 
The reason I say some of the difficult things is because I'm paid to say some of those difficult things in the job that I do. And, um, and that's really hard sometimes because it'd be easier to say what people want to hear. And that's different from always wanting to win the debate. And I, the thing is, I'm bad at that. And the two get kind of mixed up sometimes. And actually, people see that. And that's really hard when they see it and they point it out in front of everybody. But actually, God says, say the truth. And then the truth will set you free. And so more and more, I just want to say the truth and not try and win the argument. I want to honor John. Now, John's a rebel. In the car park this morning, he wasn't wearing a fluorescent jacket. I just thought I would point this out. Now, I am just the same. I don't like to wear the fluorescent jacket in the car park because I look a naughty. But I want to honor John this morning because um, John helped me be a lot less stubborn. And uh, there's a few people who have made big impacts in my life. And John, you're one of them. Because you really helped me change my heart. You told me I didn't need to win every debate. And you told me time and time again about being stubborn. And you helped change me. And I want to honor you for that. Because I don't think I'd be here being an elder if you hadn't helped me change that part of my character. And I haven't got there yet. But... I really honor you for that, so thank you. So how do we do this stuff? How do we change these difficult things that are our character flaws, which we struggle with, which seem to pervade us no matter what? And I think there's some good biblical ways that we can change these difficult things. First one, keep your love switched on. Keep it switched on. This is Jesus' remedy. When he was there with a man with a shriveled hand and he's healing him, his love was switched on. He could have so easily buckled to the pressure of the Pharisees. Because, you know, the Pharisees were right. It says in the law... Don't work on the Sabbath. And Jesus could have said, okay, you're right, so I'm not going to do that. But he says, I love that man. And I love his faith in coming to me. And I'm going to heal him no matter what. No matter what the consequences are. And actually that's because his love was switched on. It's a real hard decision to love someone whilst at the same time you're still forgiving them, isn't it? And I don't think we get that right very often. We're not good at praying for those who persecute us. But Jesus says, do these things no matter what. So keep your love switched on. That's the first one. Second one, honor and submit to God's word. We might not always feel that we agree with God's word. And... um, The Bible talks about some really difficult things. It talks about money and the way we need to handle our money. Our money. Ah, it says it's not our money. 
It says that we shouldn't have sex before we get married. But actually, I'm in a relationship. and Why shouldn't I? It's not going to harm anybody. We're going to get married in three weeks' time. Let's just get on with it. But God says no. And actually, the Bible's difficult. It talks about the truth. It talks about love. It talks about things that we need to do that go against what our heart tells us. And it sometimes seems mad not to do what our heart is telling us. But the attitudes of our heart, they need changing. As we've heard so time and time again, where it talks about stubbornness and rebellion, it talks about our hearts that are hard. And the thing is, sometimes it's God's word or our opinion. And you know what? Don't negotiate with the word of God. (laughs) I've tried, and it's not helpful. And I just want to encourage you, if there's stuff in your life that actually you're negotiating with the word of God, it says in Psalm 119, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I do want to encourage you, read it again, and read it again, and find out why God said what he said because he means it for your good next one is humble yourself I want to read a passage from James it's quite a long passage but I want to read it for a reason what causes quarrels and what causes fights amongst you in our household my stubborn heart is it not this That your passions are at war within you. You desire and you do not have, so you murder. Remember, Jesus said you murder in your mind, not just physically. You covet and you cannot obtain, so you fight and you quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. And you you ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people. Do you not know that the friendship with the world is enmity with God? I'll say that again. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? This is really, really severe stuff we're being told. That sometimes we follow our heart and actually that's not where God is. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made dwell in us? But he gives more grace. (laughs) Isn't that great? But he gives more grace. You'd have thought grace was enough, wouldn't you? But he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded Be wretched and mourn and weep, and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he'll exhort you. There is another way. And it doesn't look very sexy to us, does it? Looking gloomy. But James is saying it because actually, sometimes we need to go to places that are really difficult for us, where it is a real battle. Because God's chopping off bits. And you know, the thing about that passage is it says that it's not God's job to do this. It says it's your job. 
I can't humble you. Only you can humble you. And God says, this is your job. It's your choice to become vulnerable. And vulnerable before God. And that's the opposite of arrogance. Deal with the issues when they're small. Deal with the issues when you're young. And actually, you'll see God work. He says, you know, I'll do these things for you. If only you would humble yourself. Next one. Learn to listen. This is my last one. When we value other people's opinions over our own, our blind spots, they're made clearer. The deception is removed. Jesus is our model in all of this. In the 1990s, people wore those little bracelets. What would Jesus do around them? And actually, sometimes we need to just think that again. What would Jesus do? And I think so often... My attitude is not what Jesus would do. And I need to be changed. And then actually when we are changed together, corporately, then actually we'll see his kingdom come more and more. In Jeremiah, Jesus, uh, God says, um, I'll take your heart of stone and I'll give you a heart of flesh. The heart of stone, that's our stubborn attitudes, our rebellious nature. And he says... I'm going to give you a heart of flesh, a soft, malleable one that does what it's supposed to do. Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And actually, we need to change the way we think sometimes. And when we do, and God gives us a heart transplant, it beats again. So, I've got two little quotes to finish from the Bible. 2 Corinthians, it says, My grace is sufficient for you and my power is made perfect in weakness my grace is sufficient and it feels hard but his grace is sufficient for us Paul says therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me and actually when we get to that place We can be flooded with grace. Philippians, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not to his own interests, but to the interest of others. Have this mind amongst yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Our time's up. (laughs) And you know what? Last week we were, we were exhorted to be childlike, weren't we, rather than childish. And I think a lot of my stubborn ways, they're the childish ways. That picture of me being grumpy on a chair, that's my childishness, which I still have. And I don't want it anymore. And I know some of you don't want that anymore. And there might be things that have really struck a chord this morning, you think that well, once and for all, I need to deal with this. And if you do, I think we should pray about that this morning. But it may be that as we go through our weeks, from this point, actually God just says, think about that attitude. Do you see what you did there? And it won't be a funny thing. And, uh, 
as he shapes us and he changes us and he molds us, I do believe that actually we become more like Jesus. And there we see victory. The band around. I think it would be really good to finish up with some worship. Because actually, there's some decisions that we have to make. But we do it in his strength. And he delivers strength when we come before him and we say, Lord, I can't do this one. I'm not very good at this bit. And I need your help. So let's worship and let's seek God.